So I, I'm actually with Carl. I think it's a uh, total dog whistle. He's actually like saying it in uh, QAnon speak, and he's saying totally lit Aryans. So oh, absolutely, um, it's totally it is, lit Aryans. Yeah, it, it it is it is it is because that's how that's how if you actually went to uh, like the Stormfront the uh, uh, pages right now, that's what they would be discussing. Yeah, he has to. I mean, with the, are the Donald gone? How how will we ever know? It's not gone. Um, they are hosting it on a third party website now. They had been hosting it on a third party like website months. for multiple months before Reddit took away my Chapo Trap House subreddit, where it's I more Tinky Chapo. <laughs> more Tinky Chapo is not as good. Yes, it is. It's the same. No, it's, it's the same no, people. It's not. It no, it's not. It's not. Yes, it is. No. No, the jokes are not as good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh my I'm sorry. god! Well, then you the didn't like Chapo Trap House good. to begin with. I didn't really either. That too many. This is uh, we live in a society. Parker, yeah, all I you like love is we live in society jokes. That's I debatable. I also love totally Lidarian jokes. <laughs> Our Sino is pretty good um, because Winnie the Pooh is a social fascist. I would like to point out to the world. Right. This is true. Many months has come and gone since Red I Star wandered over Oklahoma, from my Oklahoma's most Republican Oklahoma podcast. Hills where I was born. Yet I keep doing crime. Many a page of life has turned, turn. many a lesson I doing have learned. Well, I feel like in those hills I still belong. We be doing crime. They are revisionists and they are reactionaries. We just can't make it a witness and suit the thing Hills where I was born. This is Red Star over Oklahoma. Oklahoma now we're down yonder in the Indian nation. The cowboy's life is my occupation. And there's Oklahoma. Hills where I was born. I'm Adam Burnett, and this week we have Carl Roberts and Parker Nelson on the show. And this is Red Star Over Oklahoma. We are a politics and news podcast broadcasting about left Oklahoma. This week in national news, we'll be talking about Trump's speech on Lakota land, before, of course, turning to Oklahoma news, where we'll be discussing the results of last week's election. And then we will finish with a discussion of the shenanigans at the Oklahoma Pardon and Parole Board before moving on to the conservative reading series for the week. So... Let's jump right into national news, shall we, gentlemen? Um, we are recording today on Sunday, July fifth, um, and uh, as we we all had a a bright and shiny Fourth of July, uh, and uh, on the third of July, on Fourth of July Eve, when you put out um, uh, the, the when you put out a bowl of fireworks for Uncle Sam to come eat um, and <laughs> distribute. Uh, distribute your, your freedom. Uh, yeah, you need AR-15s to your uh, boots that are uh, hung, hung, hung beneath your. Uh, yeah, well, you have uh, to shine them and lick fireplace them. You have to shine yeah. them with your spit. Um. Uh, so on July third, our wonderful uh, El, El El Presidente um, uh, showed up at uh, one of the uh, most disgusting relics of American colonialism that exists uh mount rushmore um which uh you know i hope i hope for our listeners would know but mount rushmore is uh, a giant mountain um that was carved to look like four u.s presidents and uh it is uh one of the uh, it is it is one of the mountains in the mountain range of the uh, black mountains in uh south black, Dakota. black hills black, black hills, hills excuse me um, that are sacred to the uh, Lakota Indian tribe, Native American tribe, and um, uh, also still stolen. 
<laughs> still legally owned by them, according yeah. to uh, both uh, the Treaty of Fort Laramie and the Supreme Court upholding the treaty. Um, yep. Important note. Um, they own that Deadwood, land. But... <laughs> uh, Deadwood is uh, a really good TV show that is accurate in that the whole time they're like, yeah, we are just explicitly breaking this treaty. And uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, we just have to convince uh, Congress to go along with us breaking it, and it'll be fine. Uh, that's exactly what happened, and that's why um, Mount Rushmore is there. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. So, um, um, American Emperor uh, Donate Trumpo, uh, I can't, I can't make a good uh, amalgamation of Donald Trump and Duterte. It really feels like it's almost there, mm -hmm. but I can't, I can't suss it out. Uh, anyway, he went on July 3rd to stolen Lakota land as, uh, imperialists and colonizers like to do and, uh, gave a, gave a victory speech. Uh, uh, it was a very akin to George Bush declaring the war on terror over in, uh, uh whatever it was, 2005. Um, uh, the, the war in Iraq, Adam, <laughs> whatever the war on terror you can't end the war on terror that thing's gotta go until we all die yeah, you know? yeah. Um, terrorism is the uh like uh just like you said i'm not overshadowing curtain that uh high school play curtain that we can never actually get through so i pulled the transcript for uh president trump's uh wonderful speech uh at mount rushmore and i thought i'd just uh read you guys a little bit of it and let you guys uh tell me what uh you all think about uh, what Mr. Trump had to say. Um, so he begins his speech by thanking everyone who comes out. And then uh, 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 he, he, he jumps right into the meat of the matter, as the man is wont to do. There could be no better place to celebrate America's independence than beneath this magnificent, magnificent, incredible, majestic mountain and monument to the greatest Americans who ever lived. Uh, six of one, half dozen of the other. Uh, today we pay tribute to the exceptional lives and extraordinary legacies of George Washington, slave owner, Thomas Jefferson, slave owner, Abraham Lincoln, eh, and Teddy Roosevelt, Native American. Labor murderer yeah. and uh, Indian killer. Um, I am here as your president pro to proclaim before the country and before the world, this monument will never be desecrated. These heroes will never be defamed. Their legacy will never, ever be destroyed. Their achievements will never be forgotten. And Mount Rushmore will stand forever in his eternal tribute to our forefathers and to our freedom. I feel like saying a mountain will stand forever feels like it's true, but it's just objectively not true, you know? Before we even talk about the fact that we're going to give it back to the Lakota, who will then proceed to uh, probably uh, destroy it. <laughs> uh, well, I assume. Like, these I heroes mean, will never be defamed. It's like, ah, well, I mean, you know, again, like, what is the, the, why should they be, like, not be defamed? Like, all people have, are complex and have layers. And it's like, uh, no, Thomas Jefferson ogres. didn't own slaves. He actually signed the Emancipation Proclamation. Uh, and he never wrote the three things uh, compromise. No, wait, didn't you know that Thomas Jefferson was a good slave owner? Because uh, when he was like 70 and his 16 year old slave wife had kids, he agreed to let them go free instead of having his half. Instead of having his children become his slaves in a normal standard for the time, man, what a good guy! What not, you know, just not a piece of shit, dude. You know, totally a good dude, right? Maybe actually that's why Trump identifies with him. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, Thomas Jefferson and me. Uh, Thomas Jefferson just like Jeffrey Epstein. He likes him. He likes him young. He likes him young. Like 
I am amazed he hasn't said that yet, and I might have willed that into existence. And I, I mean, blow my top if that happens. Um, I'm with you. Oh. So it's he actually. Yes. So let's let's uh let's let's uh, let's keep going. He 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 harps on about Fourth of July and how every American heart should swell with pride and every American family should cheer with delight and every American patriot should be filled with joy because each of you lives in the most magnificent country in the in the history of the world. Babylon, literally, right now, standing up, going, <laughs> um, "Excuse me." Mesopotamia is standing up going, oh, we actually had grain allowances for our civilians and 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 uh, <laughs> uh, discouraged slave trading for like hundreds of years, but whatever. Um, yeah, like China and like 200 BC is like, we had a system for delivering food to everybody to make sure people didn't starve. When we ran out of iron, we uh, managed to uh, make chopsticks and, 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 and you know, just, just totally fix that problem overnight like we had a professional uh, uh state run a state apparatus and like uh, uh around uh, one ce um what are you what are you people doing <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're gonna read a little bit more of what mr trump had to say 1776 represented the culmination of thousands of years of western civilization hell yeah <laughs> brother thousands <laughs> How much do you want to bet he doesn't know that that's the day we won this uh, the, the Revolutionary War? <laughs> How much do you want to bet he thinks that's the day that we won? <laughs> well, and I also love it because it's not like the Articles of Confederation happened or anything. It's not like literally the very first attempt to do this just fell flat on its face and they had to start over like 14 yeah. years into the fucking thing. Like, two, two of the people on there were so bad that they couldn't make a constitution that worked the first time. <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiots. And God. The, and the triumph of not only spirit, but of wisdom, philosophy, and reason. And yet, as we meet here tonight, there is a growing danger that threatens every blessing our ancestors fought so hard for. Struggled! They bled to secure! I love when he doesn't, like, when he's just like, oh, I could go four ways at the end of this sentence, so I'm going to go four ways at the end of this sentence. <laughs> a growing country! A growing country! Our nation is witnessing okay, a wait, wait, wait. campaign to wipe out our history, defame our heroes, erase our values, and indoctrinate our children. Hell yeah, brother. Oh uh, yeah, uh, just 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 because Carl and I have been talking about this a lot on the air, and so is Parker. Um, the indoctrinate our children one. Uh, so how many of us who went to school for I don't know twelve years in Oklahoma learned about the Tulsa race massacre uh, in, in the classroom? Oh, none of us. Oh, did we all go to college in Oklahoma, the largest public university in Oklahoma, and did none of us hear about the Tulsa race massacre mm. uh, uh, in a classroom? Hmm. Hmm. Who's indoctrinating what children? Um, okay, to be fair, I'm pretty sure Lassie and I both did, but um, well, that's because we went to ethnic white school instead of normal of, school. Well, they taught you, hey, here's what we do to the black community when they try to rise up. You no, you're no. be part of the next one. So, no, so so because it was ethnic white school strategy. Because it's it was not... ethnic white school, it was like you need to know about this because um, you know, we gotta blend in or they're gonna do this to us. That's that's right. what the point of ethnic white school is. Uh you oh. have to reinforce your outgroup uh to the in you know, your outgroup relationship and your strive to be a, a member of the in-group. 
Um, also, I'd like to point out the actual brilliance of that statement, uh, what our ancestors fought so hard for. Uh, none of the speechwriters are aware that um, the whole point of the Revolutionary War was to open up west of the Appalachian uh, uh, American continent to white settlers in opposition to British colonial rule who wanted to maintain peaceful relations with their Indian allies west of the Appalachians who had served so well during the French and Indian War and giving a speech where he says that specifically out Mount Rushmore is actually a hugely symbolic act reinforcing the status of American colonialism as one deeply hostile to American Indian lives. And uh, none of them do that, uh, even though that is uh, the subtext of what's going on there. Angry mobs just, just are trying it out. Angry mobs are trying to tear down our statues of our founders, deface our most sacred memorials. No, they, they're not trying. Memory. They 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 are. Like. Unleash, and unleash a wide a wave of violent crime in our cities. Many of these people have no idea why they're doing this. Yeah, absolutely. We just <laughs> love we All of these people hate effigies. <laughs> you, know, you know, these I, are, I these are all radical God. Christians that that are looking at God's Ten Commandments, and they're like, "No idols." Yeah, <laughs> they're, the, they're all deeply committed Muslims, um, really opposed to <laughs> uh, the represent um, um, uh, non-symbolic representation. Carl, you're going to want to hold on because. Um, President du, du Trumpe has got some uh, 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 words for you, okay? Um, what about President Trump Sconey? You know, like the Berlusconi connection there, maybe? That's fair, that's fair. But some know what, they, what they're doing. They think the American people are weak and soft and submissive. Isn't that what you said earlier, Carl? <laughs> literally, yes, that is true. All Trump but, voters no. are literally like, I can't wear a mask. I can't breathe if I put one on my face. Oh my God, I can't breathe with a piece of cloth covering my mouth. Like, yeah, oh my, the softest people in human history. Insanely soft people. None of them have had a hard day in their life. Like, literally, not hey, a single one of them you're has still ever throwing, had a hard day. You're still throwing God's breathing system in the, in the <clears throat> garbage, Carl. Yeah. Who are you to regulate God? Yeah. You will answer on, you to need God. Yeah, you need to you need to remember who who it's not it's not about if you consent and the masks consents. There's a third <laughs> consent you ask for, my man. Um, six feet that's military protocol. But, you know, no. six feet won't save you. You can't escape God. Not with the mask. You're gonna get people to train for when the five G comes out. But actually, no. you can't escape God by not looking backwards, and then you won't become a pillar of salt. There you go. <laughs> Boom. So Roasted. But no, the American people are strong and proud, and they will not allow our country and all of its values, history, and culture to be taken from them. Carl, there's a steam sale right now, and I'm going to buy you um, COVID, COVID Kauai. Um, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good game. That's just, just know that that's coming. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Carl, I'm telling you, I, I really think that DT is 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 talking about you in this speech because I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going. One okay. of the one of their political weapons is cancel culture. Cancel culture. <laughs> <laughs> Driving people from their jobs, shaming dissenters, and demanding total submission from anyone who disagrees. This is the very definition of to totally totalitarianism. Tot totalitarianism. Toronto area 
Arianism. Toronto Arianism. I knew it was Canadian. I've been saying it for years. I don't trust them. Yeah, that's that's where the Aryan race really comes from. Think of all that fucking snow. Wait, 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 wait. Um, is 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 uh, what's his name from Toronto, the Prime Minister of Canada? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, the the boy <laughs> the boy wasn't sure exactly what he wanted to say. That's not how you pronounce totalitarianism, but uh, totalitarianism is a really fun. I, I'm I'm gonna enjoy saying that instead of nuclear. Um, but yeah, it is. Let's keep going with uh, what what Mr. Trump was saying. Uh, 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 and it is completely alien to our culture and to our values, and it has absolutely no place in the United States of America. Well, so this actually, so where this is coming from, you're right that he's specifically addressing me here, right? Uh, because we've been engaged in a centrist hour, Trump and I. I go down to the White House once a week. And we just, you know, we talk through the issues of the day. Because how, how are you gonna how are you gonna solve Stuff if you don't talk, you got to talk to the other side, right? You know, I'm an official Joe Biden campaign surrogate, and I go to have a conversation with him every week to make sure that you know we can still see the human on the other side of the political debate. So, Uh, but he recently had an incorrect opinion about barbecue, and I had to cancel. You know, I'm sorry, but that's how it is. I mean, he like there's some lines you can't cross. He did not believe in bringing something to add to the barbecue, right? Like, I mean, he doesn't. He, he I mean, just comes I was like, and he expects a plate. He expects a plate <laughs> without bringing anything. So here's I was what telling I, I was I was like smoked bologna with with a ketchup or molasses based sauce. You know that shit is fucking fire. And he was like smoked bologna. I don't don't eat it. You know that's too Oklahoma for me. I don't I don't think it, I don't think it's a good addition oh, to the barbecue. Oh, I don't I don't I don't see the I don't see the value add. I mean, well, yeah, he, and he does that, and and you know, I had to tell him. I had to tell him we got to end our chats. We got to end uh, bipartisan solutions to modern problems because you know, the, you got you got to have a code, right? You got you got to have morals. So you got to have some bright lines, you know. So here's what here's what I want to know. In, in these in these centrist sit down chats, I like to imagine them like when Queen Elizabeth would sit down with Churchill and he would just flick cigarettes at her. Um, so in this, uh, in this, in this, uh, scenario, um, which of you is Churchill and which of you is Queen Elizabeth? I'm clearly Churchill. Um, oh, I'm not a daring old you, lady like Donald I Trump. Think, I think, I think you're Queen Elizabeth here. <laughs> no, Queen Elizabeth is, uh, the inbred daughter of rich, pe- uh, rich people who, uh, has no meaningful education. Uh, Winston Churchill is a uh, heavily smoking dude who hates Nazis, but also will regularly do a racism. Who, who, uh, actually, who, who yeah. you know, uh, who, who does that line up with out of, out of the two of us? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Pretty clear. Pretty so I, I, I clear how that goes. I want to get to these next couple paragraphs before we move on, um, because I, I really think um, – uh, you know, I, I, I really think that this is this is where uh, you know we mesh with Donald Trump very very closely. Uh, this is a conversation that Donald Trump is having uh, 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 to us with us. The attack on our liberty, our magnificent liberty, must be stopped, <laughs> and it will be stopped very quickly. We will expose this dangerous movement, protect our nation's children from this radical assault. 
and preserve our beloved American way of life in our schools, our newsrooms, even our corporate boardrooms. There is a new. Oh my God! I don't know if I'm going to do this. <laughs> our corporate <laughs> boardrooms. Shut the even, fuck up. Yeah, bro. Even you in gotta, our schools, you got to maintain the sanctity. Even our corporate boardrooms. There is a new far left fascism. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's totally true. Absolute allegiance. That's totally true. There is uh, far left people in all of our boardrooms. It's called all of our there's, corporate boardrooms. No, like fascism is a right wing ideology. They're calling <laughs> it flashism. Fascism. It's called flashism. Okay, and it's a little bit different than you think. Uh, Adam, uh, National Socialism. Uh, oh take that, libtards. Oh, owned, owned, owned. It's in the name. But I also uh, fully believe in Juche and that the Democratic People's Republic of Korea is both uh, democratic and entirely representative of the people. Um, I have, I'm the smartest person you've ever met. I'd like to point that out. Um, right, right. I'd just like to point out that we live in a society. Oh, <laughs> I love that corporate boardrooms. <laughs> Every corporate. So there's actually a really big problem in America's corporate boardrooms because Raytheon is filled with Maoist third worldists, <laughs> while uh, while while uh, Northrop Grumman just has your average Marxist Leninist. And there's a lot of there's a lot of split about how to how to deal with the imperial question there, and it's it's causing problems, you know, across and, and- across America. And Boeing distributes Pinochet as their like uh, employee handbook. <laughs> that might actually be the United Fruit Company. It's actually a little bit darker because uh, Jeff Bezos is is requiring all Amazon employees to wear Shea shirts, but it it it, it actually has a very different meaning than what Shea would have wanted. He's right. just like. Uh, even the Foucault theory of worker management. <laughs> you have to have management uh, do a protracted people's war in the warehouses with armed <laughs> robots to win against unions. <laughs> so this new far left fascism, you know, oxymoron, uh, jumbo shrimp looking motherfucker. <laughs> There's one thing fascists love. It's the far left. They really love to send them on great summer camp retreats. They love yeah. it. They love that's, it. That's why that very famous uh, poem starts with, uh, first they came for the Nazis, and I did not um, speak out because I was a Nazi. Oh, wait. No, never mind. <laughs> true, true story. Um, though, I think, I believe it's the only time it was ever read on the House floor or, or the Senate. It's one of the two legislative, uh, one of the two uh, congressional houses. Um, a Republican read it during the founding of the Victims of Communism Foundation. As first they came for the industrialist, but I said nothing because I was not an industrialist. Literally read it like that. Um, ignoring the fact that every single large corporation in Germany was just like, we fucking love this shit. This is exactly what we like. We are very into this. <laughs> Free labor and the unions get killed. Uh, sign me up. Please. Um, also, anti-Semitism. We're just into that, you know, culturally, you know. Uh, so, you know, just, 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 just something to consider when when Trump says that he probably genuinely believes that the Nazis hated big business. Um, um, and I just want to say, I am cleaning up some of this for Trump and giving him like, like, like I am trying to do him some some benefit because he reads speeches halfway between like an improv comedian who doesn't really know what he wants to say and is like working a new bit and like someone who is having to read like 
a uh, like if you've ever been in a standardized test and they have to when you come back from break and they have to read the same instructions they already read to you again about how to fill in a bubble, he 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 switches between like he doesn't know what bit he's doing and uh make sure you only use a number two pencil no pens <laughs> fill in the circle completely no x's listen, listen 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 it's a magnificent circle all right magnificent circle but make sure that you fill it in entirely um so i'm, I'm trying to trying to give him some 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 pump so if you don't if you do not speak this new far left fascism's language, perform its rituals, recite its mantras, and follow its commandments, then you will be censored, banished, blacklisted, persecuted, and punished. Because that didn't happen to communists. Joe McCarthy actually was doing that to um, uh, 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 heroes of the American South. Um, (laughs) That's what happened. uh it's not going to happen to us but i love i love this he says something is going to happen and then he says it's not going to happen as if like both and i love it and he's just Uh, like he's he's rhetorically putting his foot down and that's enough for like manifesting it trump actually is just there uh to i declare fascism he's he's trying to uh he's actually just like the head of the wooks in terms of manifesting (laughs) right he's 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 anticipating all he's soon he's going to be advocating for his followers to like uh pick up crystals you know what i mean and be like hi i'm coming out here and my rhetorical ability is going to charge these crystals and protect us it's the new he's mlm it. it's the new mlm what he's, what he's actually doing is the very classic far right thing where you're just like hey did you know that uh the far left are doing all these things that uh they aren't and don't have any plans to do but that we want to do with them and that's why we have to do it to them <laughs> you right, know yeah, we gotta hit them with their own medicine he's like oh no the he's like the the evil demonic gurwani sjw movement is going to chop off all our big beautiful generals balls that's why we have to uh throw them in the rivers in a say indonesia they're burning sage folks we gotta burn more sage you know (laughs) (laughs) we're uh they 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 got all these amethysts coming out you know gigantic pieces of quartz you gotta hit them in the face with the quartz (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> these brooklyn witches are gonna cancel my building <laughs> <laughs> we need you to come out bring the emeralds bring the topaz you gotta charge them folks you gotta we gotta have every piece on our side Make you gotta no do snake training with the crystals you gotta give them the snake powers so we can win make no mistake this left-wing cultural revolution is designed to overthrow i fucking wish we could go get him re-educated down in the countryside. Haha, <laughs> parody. That that's parody. <laughs> parody. <laughs> I wish we could have Donald Trump move an engine block from the front yard to the backyard <laughs> endlessly until. It's like the scene in. Um, it's like the scene in Heart of Darkness where Conrad is describing like the injured slaves and the broken machinery that are laying side by side and just rotting in the field together, and that's what I wish Donald Trump could experience. <laughs>
Um, this left-wing cultural revolution is designed to overthrow the American Revolution, which is exactly – yes, that is what we're doing. In so doing, they would destroy the very civilization that rescued billions from poverty, disease, violence, and hunger. And the very civilization that billions. bombed Iraq back to the Stone Age and, 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 and has facilitated Palestinian genocide. To make this possible, they are determined to Wait, carry did you say out that? every no. Oh, <laughs> I don't have the speech text in front of me, but I was really, I was optimistic there for a second. Trump is just like Yasser Arafat, good friend, good friend. <laughs> He's helping make space for my building in Tel Aviv. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, damn it. Uh, this is one of my favorite things too. About Donald I just, Trump. I just got yeah. Trump banned from Israel. I'm proud of yeah. that. <laughs> uh, 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 I, one of my favorite things about Donald Trump is that he does know how to work a crowd. Um, and so we're going to have a little crowd participation as we finish this out. Uh, to make this possible, they are determined to tear down every statue, symbol, and memory of our national heritage. Which, before I get into the next part, I just want to say that, like, I love that because, like, the only thing anyone is asking anyone, like, no one's really, it hasn't even really been a big, I mean, it's been a point, but not a big point to be like, oh, yeah, let's get rid of these statues. Like, really most of these people are saying, hey, let's work on systemic injustice and no one really cares about you changing street names. Um, but I love that, like... It's like a running meme of, like, it's really cool that you all are changing this, but can we defund the police? Yeah. Can we, do that? <laughs> yeah, can we actually make real social change? And, like, I also love that, like... Carl, they're, they're too busy, like, banning, like, grilling ramen noodles on, like, a public grill. <laughs> and, well, like, I love this because, like... They're, they're all... No, they're all doing the thing where they're like, actually... When you use ramen noodles to fix like a hole in like a piece of wood or something, uh, that's uh, anti-Japanese raci racism, and you need to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I love that. Like, even even if you go to like the the furthest credence of this, no one is being like, uh, "Yes, we need to burn every history book and never teach." american history to anyone again they're just like yeah can we like maybe take down the statues of the people who lost the civil war like it's 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 kind of strange that our country is like celebrating the losers of a civil war that almost destroyed this country and that they lost and that's not the that, that's not the country that won they're the fucking losers of the war um so yeah national heritage <laughs> Our national heritage I, is slavery and murdering people to continue slavery. I think I think it's worth noting that the compare everybody talks about the comparable thing in Europe being like, well, they don't, you know, in Europe they don't put up um, statues to Hitler, and it's like actually in Europe what they do is uh, since uh, eighty nine to ninety one in Eastern European countries they all put up uh, uh, statues of people who did the Holocaust, and that's what we did after the Civil War. <laughs> after a long period, we started putting up statues of evil people. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's like, yeah. So uh, let's go uh, back to the good stuff. Here's our crowd participation. So to make this possible, they are determined to tear down every statue symbol in memory of our national heritage. And the crowd responds, not on my watch. Which, is fun, <laughs> since I guess we're gonna have another civil war, um, and no, here, it's just um, it's everybody doing that episode of The Sopranos where Silvio tries to defend the Christopher Columbus statue from the Native Americans. <laughs> They're just like, this is this is what our country is about, and then they get fucking wrecked. <laughs> uh, 
it, it, Trump says, true. That's very true, actually. That is why I am deploying federal law enforcement to protect our monuments, arrest the rioters and prosecute, <clears throat> and prosecute offenders to the fullest extent of the law, to which the crowd responds, four more years. Four more years. Four more years. Donald Trump says thank you. Uh, and then he rambles on for a bit more, but the rest of it is garbage and stupid, and the crowd says that they love him, and it's 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 just garbage. Um, Quick question, Adam. Uh, oh, oh, is oh, it oh, oh, I do want to read one more one more piece, okay. um, and then we'll we'll move on to uh, our Oklahoma news. But I, I think you guys will we will uh, enjoy this. We will state the truth in full without apology. We declare that the United States of America is the most just and exceptional nation ever to exist on earth. We are proud of the fact that our country was founded on Judeo-Christian principles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to stop right there because Thomas Jefferson wrote a copy of the Bible where he omitted every reference to Jesus Christ's uh, uh, divinity uh, and that like one of the greatest American um, uh, 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 conspiracies is that almost all of the founders were Masons who did not believe in like – god in a catholic or protestant way but believed in the god in the god of the great eye and like uh, no no they actually founded most of this on like stuart mill stuff of like being explicitly non-religious and yeah no i i just uh judeo-christian values like what the fuck does that even mean you know what are we talking about when we say <laughs> it's just it's just a signal like, like, when have have Jewish people and Christians gotten along in in human history? Um, still to this day, not really. <laughs> like, uh, European Christians don't have a very good record of being um, nice what? to, agreeing with, uh, respecting, um, keeping alive Jewish people. <laughs> there, there isn't a word. There isn't a word like pogrom. Okay, that's not a word. That has no meaning. Those letters that I just made phonetically sound, they don't have a meaning. Adam, Adam uh, what you're getting wrong there is that uh, Poland, one, doesn't exist, so uh, we could scratch that from the record. Uh, two, Eastern Orthodox people, the Russians, the only people to ever do pogroms, um, uh, they're, they're not Christians. They're Eastern Orthodox. You know, they, they fuck the hawk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, let's move on to Oklahoma news for the week. So, in Oklahoma news this week, unsurprisingly, we've got some elections that we got to talk about down here in the great red star flying over Oklahoma. A um, lot of pretty cool news. Uh, I want to talk about state question 802 last because I think there's some interesting stuff. There's some, some fake news going, around, uh, going, going on around that. There's some uh, takes that are important to talk about. But first, let's just like cover the, the cool stuff. Um, just the unobjectively good, uh, the objectively good stuff. Um, first one, Kojo Asmo Caesar. He won the primary in Tulsa's House District One. Okay. He's he's a great progressive, super tight. He's the first uh, black nominee from either party for the seat. He's the first North Tulsa candidate from either party for the seat. Um, so it's a historic candidacy, super tight. We love it. We love to see it, folks. Uh, I think it also speaks well for Greg Robinson's chances at winning the uh, uh, the mayorship of the city away from Gran Turismo Bynum. Fuck that guy. That election is going to be in August. Uh, keep your eyes open. But really great that Kojo won. Shows happy about that as uh, as as an organization. Um, another really great win. House District 88. We mentioned it last week. We said, hey, go fucking vote for this this person. They're great. Um, mm -hmm. Mari Turner. She, um, or rather, they they upset 
uh, Representative Dunnington, that asshole uh, in House District 88, which I believe is now actually might be your House District, Parker. I don't know. It was unclear it's, to me. It's close. Exactly it's not, it's not actually is. to um, me, but it might be now, actually. I think, uh, I think it is now. Yeah, that I, I think I think so. Yeah. Um, I still vote for fucking like districts. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but if they win their election, uh, if she wins, if she wins her election, um, uh, which is extremely likely, like we said last week, uh, the last time there was a challenger was in 2012, and 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 the chal- the Republican challenger got fucking smoked in a 40 point loss. Mm-hmm. Um, so House District 88 uh, will almost assuredly in November be the first place in the entire United States to be represented in a state or national legislature legislature by a non-binary person. Um, So literal literal American history. On top of that, Oklahoma's first Muslim legislator. Like, Mm -hmm. big fucking win. Hell yeah, double whammy. When you see some fucking shit live from outside of the state, shit on Oklahoma as a bunch of nerds, or even worse, a shit live within the state, shit on Oklahoma as a bunch of reactionary fuckheads, tell them that little piece of history and tell Mm -hmm. them to sit on a stick and spin. We can do well. We can do really cool stuff in this state. Um, Some other interesting stuff. Dem turnout was like really high, especially in Oklahoma County. Um, Oklahoma County looks like it might actually vote for Joe Biden. Oklahoma nope. County has not voted Democratic in a presidential election since 1948. That is 72 years of not voting Democratic. Um, that's kind of a big deal. Um, I think it speaks to the fact that very quickly, uh, House District 5, Kendra Horn's district at the moment until it gets redistricted and disappears, um, is is going to be turning quickly into a seat that is uh, surprisingly progressive. Um, and that's, you know, something to think about for any intrepid show listeners in the Oklahoma City metro area who are maybe thinking about being involved with politics because at some point we're going to have to knock horn down a peg if the district, uh, depending on how redistricting goes uh, come, next coming year. I've got my opinions on how it's going to go. Um, I think they're going to actually split it up and have a bunch more competitive, mildly more competitive districts that are like, you know, can elect Democrats, but probably won't versus consolidating the democratic vote in, in HD five, but we're, we're going to have to see that's, that's open. Um, yep. still good sign, good sign that Oklahoma city is moving to the left, like actually pretty quickly. Um, of course, the big news of the night medicaid expansion state question 802 dude did you see like before you start did you see uh like the i want to call it heat map but it's really not that you know i mean like but just the distribution of votes like across all of the counties and like tulsa oklahoma county and and norman county and Norman yeah. too, and Cleveland County. They like legit, like we're like ninety percent. Payne County and Tahlequah in Cherokee County. All all of those voted um, yes. Which but is we're, we're gonna so we're we're gonna talk about that a little bit because like that that county map is I think actually pretty disingenuous um, for mm-hmm. a lot of reasons. Um. Uh, but I, I want to like just explain what what state question eight hundred two really fucking means before we get into that, right? Um. Because it's not going to go into effect until, like, I want to say summer 2021. Um, but we did, like, we we did something really fucking good. 200,000 Oklahomans are going to get health care now, right? That they did not have before, that they could not access before, 
you know, and these are poor people who, who fucking need goddamn health care more than rich people do. Honestly, like poor people have more health problems, you know, and, and as as the climate gets warmer, as uh, the economy continues to be extremely shitty, like it's really fucking important that we have that. And so unobjective, like objectively, we did we did good. Like we did good. And the other thing, too, is that like it shows on on, on one level that especially at the at the local and state level your vote really fucking matters your vote does not matter for president if you're voting in oklahoma i'm sorry to say it it doesn't fucking matter but your vote does actually make a fucking difference right and everybody who took the time to show up to vote who took the time to campaign for medicaid expansion you know won a race by a tiny percentage right by less than one percent i think it was i think this vote was 0.9 percent between yes and no votes um three or four thousand votes was all the difference mm -hmm. Yeah, real close. So, so really important to keep your eye not on the bigger political things like who's running for presidentship, but but on the local shit, right? We can actually change a lot of stuff on that level. We can do good. We can catch people with their fucking pants down. We can make a difference, right? And Medicaid expansion shows that. Um, it doesn't don't we get like now, a nine hundred percent return from the federal government as well? It's like a nine to one. Yes, uh, it's a nine to one match. Every one dollar we spend. Yes, we're bringing we're bringing money back to Oklahoma that Oklahoma already sends to the federal government. So literally just a win win. We're just getting mm -hmm. the money back that we own that that we made. Right. Um, right. Now, some of the stuff like we already talked about the county map. Um, obviously, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Lawton, you know, the, th the state's three actual metropolitan areas. Right. Voted for it. Um, city voters, generally speaking, more more um democratic than rural voters um i, I want to talk about why in a bit um but um but also uh i want to talk about those counties that didn't that that voted for it that were not part of the metro right like cleveland county oh what a surprise comanche county what a surprise tulsa county oklahoma Great. county what a surprise um Pontotoc County and Cherokee County both are uh, headquarters of uh, different nations. Uh, Cherokee County is Cherokee Nation. Uh, Pontotoc County is the Chickasaw Nation. They both pulled through for us, which I think is interesting um, and maybe points to something about rural voters in Oklahoma that is unique to the state, but also maybe something to think about, right? Native American voters make up a surprising portion of the, well, not a surprising, but a much larger than average portion of the rural vote. And, you know, in these two heavily native uh, counties, what happened? Oh, they managed to pass it. Payne County is not that interesting, right? It's College Town. What a surprise that the College Town voted for it. Um, not too thought. shocking. Um, but something that that county map um, really kind of hides. I saw a really good uh, thread on Twitter. Let me find that guy's name really fast. I should have put it in the script, but no big deal here. Um, the the county map does a really good job of flattening out differences, right? There's there's definitely a truth that rural voters were less likely to vote for state question 802 than urban voters, right? But I saw a map that was going around on Twitter that kind of uh, I think says everything we need to know about this. If you if you take a map of precincts by income, where you where you like see oh how likely was the uh, a precinct to vote for state question 802. What you see is that there's actually an extremely strong correlation between income and how uh, a county voted, how a precinct rather would vote, right? 
What? Um, which, no. which, like, seems to make a lot of sense, right? for this to happen. Okay. No. Sora paid for it. I got it. At 15 DeLoreans, like, did did this thread on it. I really recommend you go look at it. Um, But the important thing there, and, and the reason that the county map really kind of hides stuff, is that if you look at, say, if you just look, right, two-thirds of Oklahoma lives in Oklahoma City and Tulsa combined, right? Um, that's but kind of lean towards leans towards Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City is, is just under two million. Tulsa is just over a million for the metro. Um, but like you know, Tulsa has a fourth of the state, and Oklahoma City is is coming up on half of the state's population living there, right? Um, so those are where the votes were either way. And these counties that voted against it, right, had really small have really small populations. So if you go and you look at the precincts within Oklahoma City and Tulsa, there's a super obvious thing here right the richer a precinct was the more likely it was to vote against it so all of south tulsa um all of like uh, edmund south southwestern oklahoma city um like the richest 200 precincts voted 44 percent for state question 802 surprise surprise almost all of those precincts are in oklahoma city and tulsa right there's still a large section of the urban vote that opposed state question 802 and part of why the state question passed is that, especially in south southeastern Oklahoma, you know, the traditionally um, Dixiecrat, but also socialist part of the state, the most economically populous part of the state, if, if they had voted 10% more against it, it wouldn't have passed, right? It took the closeness of the race in rural counties in the eastern half of the state to actually put state question 802 over the line, right? If they hadn't been more likely to vote for it than the northwestern counties, it wouldn't have passed. So this whole like narrative of, oh, the, the urban voters saved rural voters from themselves or something. No, it was like a coalition of poor voters in both areas um, showing up to vote for something that materially benefits them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, too. Um, that that's something that is important to think about because there's uh, there's always this anytime an election like this happens and you also you definitely see it at a national level but you also 100% see it at a state level right that that twitter thread i mentioned that did that correlation between rich and poor precincts and voting yes on state question 802 um he did that at 15 deloreans did that because the oklahoma the oklahoma county party <laughs> um the rather the oklahoma democratic party uh posted about the results of state question 802 saying this is what voting against one's own interests looks like right um and here's here's part of why you can have that kind of split the oklahoma democratic party does not give a shit about campaigning or running for seats or being present in rural oklahoma right they don't give a shit about it there's strong local parties i know there's a strong local party in tahlequah that's often a center of resistance to Republicans controlling uh, House District 2's uh, seat, held currently by Mark Wayne Mullen. I'm sure there are some other small towns like that uh, where where you have strong Democratic parties. But in the same way that the National Democratic Party does not give a flying fuck about Oklahoma and has left us out to dry, the state party really does not invest resources or or try to do stuff in these counties. And I was I was getting into an argument with somebody, so I went to check like how committed is the state party to places that aren't in Oklahoma City and Tulsa. Um, at the moment, in, in this election cycle, in Oklahoma's House uh, that has 101 seats, Democrats are contesting like a fifth of them. Republicans are contesting all but six of those seats. They have 95 people running right now. Um, 
And that shows you that, oh, maybe part of why people in rural Oklahoma aren't fucking showing up and voting for these people is because no one gives a shit to try and organize them. No one gives a shit to try and run people for them. No one, like the people in the party who are talking about, oh, voting against their own interests never makes a pitch to them that means anything. They say, oh, you dumb fucking hicks don't know how to fucking vote. Well, fuck you. We're going to beat you in the cities and aren't contesting enough seats to be able to uh, have any meaningful say in the state legislature because you need 26 to be able to have a say in tax amendment uh, legislations that's how they had a say during the teacher strike was having enough seats that democratic votes were needed for an amendment to raise taxes um they're not they don't have it anymore and the reason they don't have that is because they don't give a fucking shit about showing up and organizing these people and so then you have these people who who are, are running our fucking state party, who are doing messaging for the Democratic Party in the state of Oklahoma, saying ignorant shit like that, whenever it's like, oh, you know, you say these dumb hicks don't know how to fucking vote. Well, maybe the problem is that you don't give a shit about getting them to vote for you, right? Like, like the position of dumb hicks voting against their own interests is one that uh, absolves the person saying it of doing the work to get them to vote in a specific way, right? And the whole point of a political party is to get people to fucking vote for you. It's not to be right. It's not to have the correct opinions. None of that fucking matters. So I don't give a shit if you're right or correct. If you're not trying to get people to vote, it doesn't mean anything that you are. And we're stuck with a party here that doesn't give a shit about doing that. Doesn't give a shit about doing the work. And I know there were people doing good work out there, doing good work in rural Oklahoma to get people to vote yes on state question 802. And I'm not talking about those people, but as, as a general rule, the state apparatus that is in any way liberal or left wing doesn't have an interest in that. Right. And and that's a huge, you know, that's a huge problem for us trying to build an Oklahoma that's better for everybody. Um, and I also think that a lot of the takes that I've seen, uh, one other note on this is that a lot of the takes that I've seen where it's like, well, look, the rural voters didn't vote for, you know, they didn't vote for it and it's against their own interests. And, you know, it's because they're dumb and stupid or it's because, you know, they're like uh, culturally, uh, there's a lot of like, oh, the problem is like cultural stuff is what's causing this. I think that an important part of it, and this is what people were saying who are living in rural Oklahoma, um, or or that, you know, are, are voices of, of import in Oklahoma politics and know what's going on. Um, there was a super, super heavy ad blitz to rural voters um, in the run up to this election, a, a massive one tying state question 802 to Obamacare. Yeah, now, see. Uh, we should actually call it a- and AOC, but but like very much being like, oh, they want to, you know, they want to expand Obamacare in Oklahoma, right? AOC is coming for you, blah blah blah. But also like explicitly, we want to expand Obamacare. Now, Medicaid expansion is good. Like Medicaid expansion is an objective good. There's nothing to complain about there. But in general, like Obamacare, or as it should be known, Romney Care, or even better, the Heritage Foundation healthcare plan to make sure that capitalism still runs American healthcare, sucks ass. Like it's bad. It's not good. And an important part of why people who do not live in the cities, who are probably in a more conservative cultural spread or cultural uh, paradigm than, than those of us who are city dwellers and so on are, right? Probably were not as big on state question 802 as they could have been is because it's, it is part of a law that has done nothing to stop healthcare costs from rising, forces people to buy healthcare they can't use or face heavy uh, tax penalties and does not result necessarily, you know, like makes your life shittier in a lot of ways that are pretty obvious, right? Like, 
part of the problem here, you know, if we had a state question that wasn't able to be tied directly to Obamacare, probably that would save rural hospitals. Probably more rural voters would have been interested in it than they are right now because it's it's a direct thing. It's a thing that you have to connect to a healthcare system that's really fucking shitty and bad. And yeah, Republicans don't have a different healthcare plan or something. Sure, I'm aware of that. But they don't have a different healthcare plan because um, the Democratic Party passed their healthcare plan. Brian. And when people say... And it's like, wait, you want us to give more of a fuck about poor people? Yeah, and it's like, this is this is a problem, right? As long as we're defending this shitty legislation that has slowed how fast healthcare costs rise, but has not stopped healthcare costs rising, that maintains the primacy of the profit motive in the healthcare system, yeah, people are going to be self-interested and not like it mm. and be like, this is shitty and bad. And I wouldn't be surprised, you know, like if you go look at some other things like um, changing Oklahoma's blue laws and letting uh, beer, normal beer be sold in grocery stores or medical marijuana legalization. You don't see that the split on rural versus urban voters nearly as strong because both of those things were a lot more popular. You know, like right. medical marijuana was like 60, 40. And part of that Medicaid story is going to always have to be that it's tied to a program that sucks ass. The Democrats mm -hmm. don't want to talk about sucking ass because it keeps the people who donate to them fucking happy. And the Democrats mm -hmm. don't want to talk about sucking ass because they have no interest in fucking doing the legwork to change right. the state that we care about. You know, and not only that, like, I mean, it, it, they it, it's an easy way to divide the public. Right. You have the bastion that you're rallying around. Right. Which was supposed to be like this quintessential like democratic victory right historically basically the only thing the obama presidency did positive right that trying to uh, like the uh, republicans drones are fucking sweet you're wrong i mean drones are sweet but i but they the the conservative pieces of oklahoma legislature have worked so hard to block the types of expansions that we have like just now instituted with 802 right but to the degree that like i, I don't know like the 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 moving forward has been such baby step increment that you're right, right? Like nobody has any type of incentivization or like without some type of federal overhaul of this piece of legislation. I don't think, I mean, I think expansion of that to at the very least more people is, is as far as the democratic establishment in Oklahoma is even willing to like consider. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, for sake, we have Joe Biden that isn't even is the only was the only candidate to be like, yeah, no, no Medicare for all. Yeah, and and Oklahoma voted for him over like well, not overwhelmingly, but pretty heavily, and he didn't fucking campaign in this. He literally didn't campaign in Oklahoma, and and part of that is is the Democratic Party of Oklahoma being hyper conservative because they believe the voters in Oklahoma are hyper conservative, right? But you know, medical marijuana passed sixty forty. That's not a that's not a conservative voting population. Mm -hmm. In, in a lot of meaningful ways. Sure. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's probably not going to be able to get on the ballot because they don't have enough. It's going to be really hard for them to get the signatures on time. It was going to be hard before COVID. Yeah. Um, I still oh, hope they I do. See. But I mean, we I would probably pass it. Yeah. Um, oh, I think it would. But, pass, but, but I mean, like if you if you look at polling of, of Oklahoma, just like every state in the fucking U.S., you know, and Oklahoma is one of the most conservative, to be clear. That's mm -hmm. extremely true. Like, for example, um, uh, polling uh, from, I want to say like 2016 or something that I saw, said that like over 70% of Oklahomans said that gay people should have job protections that keep them from getting fired for their sexuality, right? Mm -hmm. 
Do you yeah. think, is that how people think of Oklahoma? No. <laughs> is that how the Democratic Party thinks? Is that how the Oklahoma Democratic Party thinks about the state of Oklahoma and its voters? No, not at all. And part of the problem is that the party doesn't believe in pitching to these voters in a way that works, right? Like, you know, doing in a lot of ways, I think I think something that at least in 2016 was showed to have worked uh, surprisingly well is doing a, an economic pitch where you, you're maybe quieter about the cultural stuff that people don't like, but you don't compromise it. You know, you don't say, hey, I'm against abortion, blah, blah, blah. You say, no, I am for these things, but I'm also for these things that help you. And right. You, it's more you like coalition building on, you know, than it yeah, is trying you know? to. And the party, the party obviously does not have any fucking interest in doing that. And and it's something we're going to have to talk about, right? Like, I don't know if we need to do a dirty break or entryism or something, but we have to be honest that when, when the Oklahoma Democratic Party is coming out and saying fucking rural voters are voting against their own interests, it's because there's a culture of toxicity and horseshit in there that has no interest in actually taking political control in the state. And we're going to have to deal with that, you know? State question 802 did prove that urban uh, left-leaning voters are able to beat rural voters to some extent. But what it really proved is that there is a constituency of poor people in Oklahoma that need to be organized and not a constituency of fucking latte drinking, NPR listening, shitbags. They're already, we are all voting for the Democrats already, you know? <laughs> yeah. Have us. That's fine. Stop pitching to us. We will still vote for you. Go pitch to those people, and maybe we can start getting the changes Oklahoma needs. You know, maybe we can and, start building. And the continue power to we radicalize need. your friends. Like I mean, yeah. you'd be surprised yeah. at the amount of people who were like, "Oh yeah, I'm registered Democrat," but then you're like, "Okay, well, let's uh, sit down and have uh, the types of talks that you're having, Carl," which is very much so the. Um, you don't really realize how conservative the Democratic Party is, and you have to take an active stance in pushing them farther towards the left. So, because when yeah. you when you get right down to it, if you don't describe things in um, some certain types of buzzwords, right, or uh, generalities that have been like kind of propagandized by the media, right, then like if you if you explain Medicare for all to even conservatives, right, they like it. Don't use the term Medicare for all. They're like, oh hell yeah. All right. Or you use the term Green New Deal. And and just the last note on that, um, when Bernie Sanders started campaigning for political office in Vermont, Vermont was a deep red Republican state. Through his tenure politicking, running left-wing economic populist stuff, and, and still being culturally left-wing, but just, you know, not necessarily being like, hey, I'm actively, you know, running a, a like culturally left campaign, even if I agree with the policy proposals. He's made... Vermont and and I believe like really the organizing he did personally and and around his campaigns has made Vermont one of the bluest states in the union. He flipped that by doing that and it wasn't easy and it took a couple decades, but we could do that in Oklahoma too. And we're we're starting to see that happen, but part of what's going to have to change is the Oklahoma Democratic Party. That's that's probably the biggest institution standing in the way from us getting back to good old socialist Oklahoma. So, let's roll up our sleeves and get to work. All right, well, let's move on to our second Oklahoma story for the week about Julius Jones' commutation. Mr. Nelson, why don't you take it away? So um, this is going to be centered around a couple of Frontier articles uh, that came out over the past couple of days. Um, so uh, specifically talking about the uh, executive director of the Oklahoma Pardon and Parole Board, um, he, he requested a leave of absence last week after one of the board members threatened him with a Grand jury investigation unless he made efforts to keep death row inmates from seeking commutation hearings. So this is it's it's a pretty spicy one where we're uh, 
literally anybody who gets convicted deserves to die. There's absolutely no, um, you know, uh, disputes or wrongful, uh, uh, wrongful, uh, I guess, convictions or without the ability to review cases. We, we don't want any of that here in Oklahoma, right? Uh, <laughs> the confrontation centers uh, on, like uh, Adam said, the high-profile case of Julius Jones, an Oklahoma City man on death row, um, who's maintained his innocence and is part of an ongoing clash between uh, criminal justice reformers and longtime uh, judges and prosecutors. Um, so he was convicted of first-degree murder um, and sentenced to death in 2002. Um, but uh, his uh, he's continued to claim that he has had nothing to do with the murder of an Edmund businessman here in the Metro. Uh, he cited racial bias, um, ineffective legal counsel, um, and has received growing attention, including from like celebrities and athletes. Uh, Russell Westbrook, shout out, bro. Um, Baker calling- Mayfield. Yeah, Baker Mayfield calling for his conviction to be overturned. Um, the Frontier reported on June 9th that the state's pardon and parole board has asked Attorney General Mike Hunter to look into the possible commutation of a death sentence. And Mike Hunter, uh, this this uh, this sort of um, uh, visceral response came from one of the uh, one of the five board members um, when. Uh, Julius Jones applied for commutation last year. Um, uh, th- this guy, guy named uh, or Bickley, who's the head, uh, the, the actual director, initially believed uh, uh, it was not allowed, uh, which was the opinion of outgoing uh, attorney for the pardon and parole board, uh, according to an internal memo that was received. But the belief was that death row inmates can only receive a clemency hearing in the final weeks before their scheduled execution and not a commutation hearing at an earlier date. Uh, multiple folks came out and were like, nah, that ain't. That ain't it, Chief. Uh, they can literally. It's, it's, it's like it's like fucking crazy, you know? Like Oklahoma, it's for, like this board was like years. entirely made to be like, hey, uh, should we allow? You know, let's let's uh, let's try to reduce the uh, hugely inflated numbers to from the most to, to the second most incarcerated uh, state in the entire United States. In in the world, <laughs> well, in the world, yeah, that's true in terms of per capita. Uh, but uh, board member Alan McCall told the executive director Stephen Bickley that he would make accusations of unspecified criminal activity against him if he did, did not ask the state's attorney general to weigh in on whether a request by Jones <laughs> for a commutation hearing was valid. Um, McCall told Buckley he was going to seek his termination and that he quote and, and that he had quote evidence of multiple violations of Oklahoma law by you and others uh, in yeah. quote. Although he never stated what evidence he had. Well, yeah, of course not. Well, that's I, for discovery, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's his dead dead drop. If just you know, he so just so happens to uh, kill if he gets executed. Uh. Yeah, if he gets executed, <laughs> that's to protect himself. Uh, but here are some spicy quotes from Alan from the internal memos that the the frontier acquired from Alan uh, McCauley. Said, uh, 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 "Your continual attempt to inject your personal anti-death penalty opinions on the policies of this board are frightening." Uh, who was pulling the strings to hold you up? Perhaps the multi-county grand jury can look into that. I'm going to request to appear in front of the multi-county grand jury ASAP before you and your anti-death penalty buddies can cause any more pain and heartache to victims' families. The only thing that can solve pain and heartache is to watch these criminals get executed together. It is a family bonding experience, and it heals them. Okay, the last part of that... I love to take a toddler to an execution and be like, hey, we're going to watch this person die together as a family bonding event. That's I, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know we were you we were doing the like call and response guillotines that like <laughs> the French Revolution. That's really cool. My dude, my dude's been reading his Foucault, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way to have any type of like reconciliation of the heart. Um, uh, another one is uh, pain and trembling. Uh, <laughs> 
I will hold my nose for in my tongue for a reasonable time in the spirit of cooperation, but rest <laughs> assured that I'm ready for battle at a moment's notice. Uh, he sent that in a June 7th email, two days after the initial uh, memo was put out. And uh, in addition to uh, this one, you have slapped oh, the guard. <laughs> you have slapped the faces of murder victims and their families for the last time on my watch. Good luck to you I'm and pretty... may the best man prevail. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that murder victims don't have an opinion. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, also, you're just slapping the face of corpses. Of by... <laughs> seems, uh, it seems but... like they're dead. Um, oh, absolutely. I don't know. <laughs> McCall's criticisms of, of Bickley come uh, comes at a time when district attorneys have sought the removal of two of the board members that they believe have conflict of interest because they work with released inmates and may be more sympathetic towards pardons and parole requests. Um, these, uh, to just to note, these were uh, these board members were appointed by Stitt, which have since <laughs> set records for the number of approved commutations. Um, actions praised by many, as like we said, the needed response for a state has one of the highest natural incarceration rates. Um, we're number two now, uh, bless. Um, one in a hundred, roughly, folks. <laughs> we're, we're number two, we're not number one, second most in the nation. But uh, it, it has been confirmed by the Attorney General, who put out a letter uh, last week. Uh, similarly with, like, a... Basically, Stitt himself was like, um, yeah, no, this is actually what we set up. This is the entire point of the board is to recommend uh, these commutation hearings and then Stitt approve them. Like that 100% is how this mechanically is supposed to operate. And um, uh, a lot, lots of folks hate him. Uh, Lauren Austin Thomas, the district attorney for Payne in Logan counties, uh, recently requested that the board remove Kelly Doyle and Adam Luck, two of Stitt's appointment, the two Stitt's appointments I mentioned before. Um, the Oklahoma District Attorneys Association, a private organization, recently filed open records requests with the pardons and parole board seeking emails, text messages, and social media from Doyle and Luck, according to multiple sources, calling them the next Hillary Clinton. Um, <laughs> in a June 7th, in a June 7th email. <laughs> In a June 7th email, McCall accused Luck and Doyle of working on behalf of the, quote, social justice reform crowd, end quote, and being, a quote, controlled by idiots like Steele, uh, a reference to Chris Steele, uh, the executive director of the Education and Employment Ministry, who's been an advocate for sentencing reforms. Steele, who previously served on the board with McCall, said he was surprised by his accusations after he read portions of the email by the Frontier and was like, dude, we're just trying to not, like, murder a bunch of people. I don't really see how that's idiotic. <laughs> It's not like Oklahoma has a storied history of executing innocent people. Oh, or botching ex executions. executions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like oh, executions man. have been, uh, there's been a moratorium on executions for like multiple years now because we just can't fucking do it. What you don't uh, know is that that's actually where like injecting disinfectant came from is they ran out. <laughs> They ran oh, out. Dark. Uh, the, yeah, the botched executions made their way to Trump from Oklahoma because, as we know, they, uh, they show canon that everything gets tried here and sent up the, up the way. In that, that's um, not show canon. That's true. Well, that's just it's true. true. Uh, we just but, uh, we unearthed it in our deep historical research. We are um, so bad at executions that we actually cured COVID with our. <laughs> <own reaction. laughs> uh, but uh, 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 Dale Dale got him. B A I C H Biach. I don't know. Biach. Biach. Dale Biach. Dale Biach. Uh, well, he, uh, he was quoted by saying, What is at play here uh, is politics, pure and simple. Um, he's one of the attorneys representing Jones. Um, uh, uh, and he said, uh, One board member has used threats and coercion to try to circumvent the law. And he's hoping the Attorney General Hunter will provide some kind of flimsy legal cover to justify, once again, Julius from publicly presenting his case. 
Uh, but that happens, it will be a terrible injustice. Which um, I mean, I'm Duh. sure you can all. Every everybody should should read into the Julius Jones case because it is a questionable. Um, it's it an entire mm-hmm. other episode. Uh, yeah, worth the material. Um, um, but yeah, absolutely. Also, the, <laughs> the reason all these DAs are mad about this is because nothing. There's nothing a DA loves more than running on tough on crime shit and posting their crime stats and be like, I put away people for like a billion years or something. It's like, yeah, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> You're a piece of shit, um, but you know it works because uh, the news media exclusively shows videos of just like, "Hey, did you know that crime is everything that's happening right now?" Uh, that's the only news. Uh, there's nothing other than crime happening in Oklahoma. Here's a cute video of a squirrel water skiing. Like, and yeah, it's it's bad. It's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Do we want to take a run in the conservative reading series? Absolutely. So uh, for a conservative reading list uh, this week, um, we're coming at you from the Tulsa Beacon, which is our favorite editorial, because for some reason, uh, all we could find uh, throughout like the uh, the the Oklahoman is, you know, uh, things talking about how the history of policing uh, isn't isn't actually super racist um, uh, in, uh, actual technicalities. But we wanted to focus on July 4th, uh, a.k.a. America Day. Um, which I hope everybody celebrated appropriately by wearing, like, you know, the matching denim outfits. I know we did here on the show, right? Yeah. Uh, did anybody else burn Tuxedo. themselves with with fireworks? I burned myself with fireworks. Uh, nope. Very mildly, but it happened. It did happen. I watched did. teenagers run up and down my alley as they committed crimes. <laughs> Adam, they're not crimes where you live. That's legal, okay? No, no, they're crimes. Yes. No, they're not nope, crimes. Nope, they're crimes. That's a, that's a crime-free zone. That's an autonomous is, zone yeah. for teenagers until, to smoke Cody and be drunk in public, okay? Yeah, until Cherry you can't take that away up, from me. It's not, until Cherry Street opens back up, it's not. No, even I, when I, opened, it remains an autonomous zone. I will defend my rights to the death, okay? I had, I had a stress dream last night about trying to drive to work and or trying to drive home from work uh, <laughs> and not being able to get home because of construction. And I had to get off at the Chaz exit on my highway. And then I was just in a place with no roads, but there was still buildings. And that's that's what I imagine Tulsa will become eventually. Is there just be buildings, but you can't drive anywhere, and so you just like have to hike from car to car? Uh, dear listener, uh, let the record show that Adam has repeatedly called for more construction uh, basically every episode of the show until now. Um, he's a hypocrite. Parker, let's hear about the fourth. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so we're going to start off, uh, it's, it's an article called Fixing the USA on July 4th. Um, America is under assault. Americans within our country <laughs> actually want to erase the U.S. Constitution and change our form of government into a. Uh, hold on. Uh, t- it, this is the totalitarian, uh, the totalitarian system. Uh, <laughs> capitalism is called evil, while socialism is creeping into our everyday lives. Hell yeah, brother! Let's go. Woo! Traditional morality is laughed at. Yeah, drugs it should be. license to all kinds of sexual immorality without consequence. Ooh. Wait, what miracle drugs are they talking about? Yeah, they just like, they just walk yeah, right drugs. past this without actually uh, yeah, blue chew. Like, what what <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, they're actually avid come down the yeah, R.I.P. R.I.P. the come down subreddit as well. I know we already uh, gave homage to uh Chop. 
Right, by the by the way, our subreddit is still totally fine. So yeah, if you guys if you guys need a if you guys need a place to go do racisms or you need to get us banned by Reddit as well. I don't threaten know. John Brown. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can do that on our subreddit. Uh, oh, Red Star over Oklahoma. That is it's true. open. Uh, it, uh, talk about Christianity being per- persecuted as well. Um, that's 100 uh, percent a necessity. A freedom of religion and freedom of assembly were refuted in the wake of the Chinese coronavirus scare. Progressives <laughs> actually want to dismantle police departments and empty the prisons. They want to end all an end to all drug laws, and they want to open borders around the United States, especially for the all of this? drugs. Tight. Yeah. They're actually so they're not opposed to drug use. They're just like these Chinese fucking research chemicals. I need those god I need my LSD to come out of that bunker uh in, in southern Kansas. Like it used to, like that uh, t- um like yeah, that fucking uh, this land article told me about. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the article that where they produced like seventy five percent of the uh, LSD. It's why it's why we have a shortage across the United States. It is a fucking <laughs> crisis right now. How are people gonna get woke? Uh, but uh, <laughs> they're asking, uh, how do we turn the tide on this disastrous path? The answer we lies <laughs> in a we, return. We, we let it happen. It's great. <laughs> Leave it alone. <laughs> Stay uh, home. It's, it's 2020 and a snowball in the climate apocalypse is what it is. Uh, <laughs> the, the answer lies in a return, what made this nation great to begin with, a devotion to God and the commitment to a government of the people, by the people, and for the people is the answer. It's not simple. Clearly. <laughs> That's like the simplest description of what to do. <laughs> and it's like the least explanatory description as well. It's just like America has raised a generation that got everything that they wanted. They had no financial <laughs> troubles. Millennials. Millennials. No financial troubles. Uh, uh, as, as a child, the recession, the dot com recession. 2008, the entire economy caught fire because people did what the Tulsa Beacon thinks the economy should be allowed to do. Right now, probably higher unemployment than during the Great Depression. Uh, absolutely uh, no hope for people who are unemployed. All of that will run out in less than a month. Uh, the world is on fire. Millennials, yeah, massive uh, debt uh, First generation, the first generation <laughs> in world history to end up poorer than their parents. Yeah, we've just had a fucking easy Tulsa Speaker, you go to hell. You go to hell. Uh, they had no challenges. They don't have a full appreciation of what they have inherited, which is fucking nothing. <laughs> Dude, I wish I could appreciate nothing as much as they appreciate like the Constitution. Wait, Parker, are you not happy to inherit a home in a suburb that will uh, is just uh, worthless because literally no one wants to live uh, 50 minutes away from town and their work? What? Uh, you need to be careful. You sound like a fascist. Um, oh, everyone I don't like is a fascist. Right. That's uh, that's the child's guide to political online engagement. They're either a fascist or they're Hitler. Um, so uh, they don't have a full appreciation of what they've inherited. That 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 is not true of all the next generation. There are some shining lights. No, they, uh, they say they are some shining lights. Oh, I don't they, understand they what they want to say about us. Um, maybe they maybe they listen to the podcast and they know that we stand uh, for for American values also, like um, hanging the government, um, shooting cops, um, um, engaging in a protracted guerrilla war parody. We um, parody allegedly, ironically, satirical <laughs> universe. Just parody. doing the stuff of the American Revolution. That's all I'm saying. Oh yeah, 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 sure. Uh, uh, so I but they don't. Uh, yeah, that is what Donald Trump. Donald Trump said that you want to use your. Far left revolution to undo the American Revolution, actually. But, but so that's what you're trying to do. 
fascist. This is a unique, um, uh, like a happenstance in uh, uh, Tulsa Beacon discourse, uh, which we see uh, all the time in uh, Oklahoma editorial boards, which I think you all are just walking past, uh, like like just glancing over. Um, and it might be because we don't give the Tulsa Beacon what it is due, but they are actually walking back one of their <laughs> previous accusations near the top of whatever. And they say this is not true of all of the next generation. They are some shining lights, uh, but then don't elaborate on it at all. So I think the Tulsa <laughs> yep. is actually like reading the Oklahoma Editorial Board and slash or listening, listening to the show. Us. Yeah, which is like, oh my God, they, like they have graduated from a third, le- like third grade writing level now to like maybe fifth or sixth grade. And so- maybe. Um, we just need you they're to actually engage. so they they just saw that video of like uh the trumpets or whatever the fuck they're called doing that uh make america great song and they're like they're they are some shining lights in the, in the younger generation oh, <laughs> our neighbors who made that song <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but uh so uh, america under the leadership of president trump is slowly turning to the right direction uh <laughs> right direction <laughs> uh, there is work to be done uh, children need to learn the true lessons of American history. <laughs> Racism needs to be erased. Hard work needs to be rewarded. Government needs to be smaller and more efficient. Families need to be reunited and strengthened. As So are you talking about the kids that you keep in cage? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking about here. <laughs> uh, what other families need reuniting? Um, it is a daunting challenge, but Americans have always met that challenge. The 4th of July is a good time to roll up our sleeves and get to work on fixing America. Except Hell we don't yeah. find absolutely nothing. Yeah. Or a plan yeah, to do well, it. Well, no, they have, they have, they have, they have. It's just what? not said, but just listen knows. to this. Just listen to uh, the total litarian. Yep. Exactly. Okay. I, I, I just, what, what, why is the 4th of July a good day? What's the work you do? On the Fourth of July, like you know, it is. I don't want to. It's a holiday. Like you I'm supposed to like have yeah. some 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 hot dogs and beer and like you know, it'll be on the Sabbath next year where you get to rest. Okay, to this year it was on a Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> they do so. want to bring back that six day work week. I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> uh, freedom and liberty doesn't rest. All right, everybody. As always, our Twitter is at Red Star Over OK. We also have a Facebook page and a subreddit. You can listen on SoundCloud and iTunes, as well as most other places podcasts are found. Any questions, comments, complaints, or concerns can be shoved up your butt or sent to us by email at redstaroverok at gmail.com. Please tell you your can friends email about Carl. It. It's, it's but, very yeah. great. Uh, uh, please tell your friends and rate and review on iTunes, guys. Thanks. Have a nice week. Later. Bye.